What is up, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. I'm feeling a little better. Mike's feeling a little sicker. We, we switched roles. I don't know if you guys noticed on our postgame pod on Thursday. It was a rough one for me. Uh, now Mike's kind of taking the mantle of the sick boy. But uh, there, there's some more intense things going on around the NFL. By the time you're listening to this, if you don't know that Andrew Luck shockingly retired last night, I should say uh, Saturday night. It was like 10 p.m., right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was, it was Andrew Luck called it quits in the middle of a game. Um, I can't, I can't, just like the context of it, I can't think of any other, I know there's been some shocking retirements throughout the history of sports, you know, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, but I don't, none of them happened this way, I feel like, right? Yeah, that was, that, that was, that was, that was a rarity. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you look at a lot of old time writers who were like, I'd never get shocked in the NFL, but that literally shocked them. And I, I mean, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. It's sad, man. Andrew Luck, I mean, you you and I were texting about this. Like, you said he was one of the best college quarterbacks you've ever seen. The I, best, I, I watched, I saw, I got to, not luck, I was lucky enough to see him live playing against Arizona because that's when I was in school, I believe, still. It is weird to think he's like less than a year older than me. Sometimes you, you take a step back and realize he's only 29 years old and he's retiring from football. How do you think um, I feel? <laughs> uh, uh, but. So that sent shot waves throughout the league. We're not we're not an NFL podcast. We're not going to like dwell on that in particular. But I think there is like an Eagles tie to this, and we both thought this right away. I wrote a little bit about it. Um, Nate Sudfeld. So Jacoby Brissett's going to be their starter now. They've they look really smart for not trading him away for a second round pick or whatever they were offered. I think he can be pretty good. We don't know what he's like when he has a full offseason. Like the last time he started. He was thrown into the fire with a bad staff. It was a bad run organization. They had a bad offensive line. They're a lot different now. And that, by the way, that's part of the reason why Andrew Luck's career got derailed because they just did a bad job of surrounding him with talent. But so Brissett's going to be their starter now. But they don't really have a good backup. I think Chad Kelly is suspended for the season. He and they, the other guy they have is Philip Walker, is his name, right? Yeah, from Elizabeth, New Jersey. So, like, and Temple. Nate Sudfeld makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Tom. so. Number one, Frank Reich connection. He coached Frank Reich coached him in 2017, uh, and I, re- I was reading stories where Frank Reich and Doug Peterson were the two reasons why he wanted to come to the Eagles. Mm. Um, number two, the Colts tried claiming him off the Eagles practice squad that year, mm-hmm. w- and when they ultimately decided to bring him up to the active roster. Number three, he played uh, collegiately at Indiana nearby. Mm-hmm. So, like, if anybody knows how they feel about Nate Sudfeld besides the Eagles organization is the Colts organization. Yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. He's a guy that, you know, a lot of people have talked about his upside. Reich actually knows what his upside is. Yeah. And so I think he's more valuable to the Colts than he would be to the 30 other teams that might approach the Eagles. Um, like you said, we don't know what Jacoby Brissett looks like full-time, even in Frank Reich's offense, because at the time... It's different. It, he was in Pep Hamilton's offense. It was a little different. Um, I think from an Eagles standpoint, and I got a lot of pushback on that because I came out immediately and was like, this makes tons of sense. A lot of people are overvaluing Nate Sipple. Yeah, We talk about this constantly. I mean, there was a whole podcast basically dedicated to it. <laughs> Look, he's thrown 25 career passes. He was a six-round pick who was cut after his first year with an organization. You can say it's the Redskins and make fun of them all you want. Still, 
which you, you will anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still, that speaks yeah. to the level of confidence they had on him. They thought they could get him to the practice squad. He ended and up nobody being, claimed him. Right, nobody tried to sign him off the practice squad from, I think it was like nine weeks. Yeah. Um, until until was, the Colts. Until yeah. he was finally called up, yeah. So, he doesn't have that much value, I, I think, when you're looking at the optics of if you've been around Philadelphia and there's kind of been like a PR tour towards <laughs> Nate Sudfeld. Um to, to justify all the love, it seems like the Eagles try to put out there, yeah. Right. I mean, I think, look, if they can get a fourth-round pick for him, there's no guarantee that he's going to re-sign here. Yeah. You're not going to franchise tag him. You don't have the restricted tender. Here's the thing. If I'm him, I'm like, well, they already replaced me with Josh McCown um, when I had, like, a boo-boo to my non-throwing and, and drafted a developmental quarterback. Right. They've been planning for the future without me regardless. I'm going to go see if I can go compete for a job. And the Colts, obviously, with Andrew Luck retiring, or you know, probably the first top spot on this list. You know, I'm sure there's people from the university, you know, Indiana University. Is it? Indiana University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I believe, yeah, it's IU, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, IU. Uh, that, that love the guy. I saw him at the Shrine game. He was awesome. Um, and he had an Indiana helmet at the time. <laughs> I, I just think, like, when you look at that, Actually, consider this. I was thinking about this earlier. Trading Nate Sudfeld and getting a fourth or fifth round pick for him, not only do you get value out of a guy you took a flyer on, but you get to keep the guy you just spent a fifth round pick yeah. on but in Clayton Thorson. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, Josh McCown's 40, and if he goes down... If Josh, if Carson Wentz and Josh McCown go down, you are in trouble. It's just not. Any, anytime you have multiple quarterbacks go down, like the Redskins did last year, like this ain't it. Went in the toilet. Yeah. yeah, this ain't it. No matter who's. This behind. ain't it, Chief. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and something to think like the compensatory pick is always a part of the discussion. I'm not sure what he would get as a, probably a sixth round, maybe. Like yeah, the dude hasn't played at all, so he's not going to make a lot of money. It'd be like incentive laden, if anything. And he might sign with the Colts anyway. So I. And, and the thing is, like, what's to say, you know, jo- what if Josh McCown is really good for them and they really like him? What's to say he doesn't come back again on another one-year deal? Well, and here's the thing. If he if he sits there and maybe only has to play in a game or two... Then he's fresh still, yeah. Yeah, why would he want to retire if he's got a shot at the potential Super Bowl for the next couple of years? This window is wide open. He's not that cost... He's, he's barely ever even yeah. been in the playoffs in his career. Right, so... And look... Let's look at it from Nate Sudfeld's Sudfeld's perspective. Would you rather be the third string guy for a third straight year, or would you rather be a backup who's putting pressure on a starter somewhere else? And unproven. I mean, he's played a year, but yeah, Brichette's still fairly unproven. Right. So, like. Who's also going to be a free agent, by the way. So, Sudfeld, in theory, if he. Replace an injured Brissett, he could be their starter next year. And something I always come back to, Nate Sudfeld switched agents this year, and you typically only do that when you think you're going to cash in or have a better or, or, or worthy of a better opportunity. He clearly wants to, you know, start his own legacy, and if he got traded to the Colts, there's a good, much better chance that he could do it there than he would here. Yeah. Um, well, just to go back to Andrew Luck real quick, we did. Uh, Zach Ertz did talk in the locker room that he's the only one who has like a real connection to uh, yeah. Andrew Luck, unless you count Hassan Ridgeway, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're chumps. Tyreek Burwell, you know, he retired early. Nobody made a big deal about it, but he was on the Colts oh, too. Man, so. We missed out on so <laughs> many jokes last night. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you, you were you were in the scrum. I was kind of on the on the outside of it. But what would you would you what did Zach say? I know he was 
he, he really respects Andrew Luck, obviously. They were really close in college. Yeah, he said that it was difficult and emotional to watch him give that retirement address. I think he Ertz said that their bond goes beyond football, and you can kind of tell that they have a relationship. He understands why he retired. Obviously, Andrew Luck just got married, and he's having a kid. And I mean, I can relate in that way, too. Like, when I... You know, it's hard to do this job and have a family. But. Yeah, I mean, whether you're playing in the NFL, covering it, working for it, whatever, it, it it's twenty four seven. There is no off season. Like we have friends and relatives who are always like, "Oh, so when are you free?" Never. Yeah. So I what, what do you in June. so when that when what do you do in the off season? Nothing. No, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. I mean, yeah. you know, for us, luckily, we don't yeah. constantly have to be working out and be at a facility, so it's even worse. And we also don't have like lacerated ribs and a torn labrum and. Uh, Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when you have a kid, you know, you're thinking, yeah. hey, I want to be able to play with my kid and be fully functional and, and do all that stuff. And I think for him to go out on his own terms when he was clearly a, an injury risk at every pass, um, that's both metaphorical and theoretical. Yeah, hey, you did it um, by accident, too. Yeah, didn't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was not on purpose. Um, you know, I respect his decision. I, like we said earlier, I think he is the best quarterback prospect I've ever seen. Uh, he really had everything you wanted. In a court. And it's a shame, you and I said it, it's a shame that he was never able to live up to his full potential because he had a garbage offensive line. Ryan Gregson's the worst GM ever. since, <laughs> since uh, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's... He's pretty bad. He's the worst. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, just to squander having a franchise quarterback where... Like, everybody was always talking about the Eagles had to capitalize on this window. He did not capitalize on that window. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs his rookie like, year. How do you not put an offensive line around him? Like, I don't, I never understand They that. traded and signed a bunch of backup Eagles offensive linemen, which I always thought was interesting because Ryan Grigson came from Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. So, but yeah, I mean, you look at what he put around him. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's like his only, like, true Saving team. grace, yeah. yeah. And Hilton really only produces when Luck has been his quarterback. Right. his numbers, yeah. Yeah, trust me, I got to see it up close in the yeah. AFC South. So, was, I mean, the season's going to be interesting. I mean, that's the thing. They still have, they have a pretty talented roster because uh, mm-hmm. Chris Ballard's maybe the best GM, mm-hmm. or he's one of them at least. Mm-hmm. He's one of the smartest. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for them. Um, let, let's stay in that division real quick because. There's another team that I think has some interest to the Eagles for two reasons. First is the big one is Jadavian Clowney still is hanging around there. There's been a lot of like reports from like Michael Lombardi and I think there was somebody else who said they think he would get traded within the next day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that and there's the fact that Lamar Miller just tore his ACL, mm-hmm. canceled the preseason, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the Eagles have a bunch of running backs. What what which of those which of those topics you want to hit first? What are you more interested in? I'll let you pick because I really there's we'll, tons we'll, start, we'll start with the we'll start with the running backs. So th- there are like some they could sign Jay like a guy like Jay Jay Doug Martin was just released, but like someone like Wendell Smallwood or even Corey Clement hypothetically kind of yeah. makes sense as trade targets for the Texans. Just experienced guys who have been there. All they have is Duke Johnson, who's a receiver. He's not really a running back. And mm-hmm. I don't even I don't know who else they have because they don't have Alfred Blue anymore. Um, yeah, they they're in a rough spot. They don't, I don't know. I don't even know the other guy's name. So, hey, Johnny, so man. someone like Wendell Smallwood, Josh Adams, Corey Clement, I would be le- less inclined to believe the Eagles would trade him unless it was a good offer. Uh, but the, I mean, those are three guys that are gonna be they're gonna have interests if they get if they were to get waived, right? What about Jordan Howard? I've thought about that. I don't. I don't see that happening. I, I don't see it happening either. But I it, still think he's gonna be their early down guy. I do too. I mean, I think Miles Sanders has shown enough that you could feel comfortable with him. But unless yeah. it was in a clowny trade. Yeah, I mean. 
I don't. Well, I mean, none of these running backs are going to be part of the class. No, no. Right? I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Way. But like, if Howard, if Howard would be the one that would be, because they're not training Sanders. So. Right. I mean, look, you have Jay Ajayi out there in free agency. Maybe he's recovered. They could sign him. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's an opportunity there to make a player for player trade. Yeah. Uh, with Smallwood, Smallwood would be the guy. He's the one I had my. We kind of both joked about it on Twitter, but I actually do believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he could be a guy. You know, they have a decent secondary. They've got some interesting linebacker depth. There's they have Hopkins. Yeah. And they, Watson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've got an interesting... They have a window here now with Luck retired, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they really need offensive line help. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I could see them being interested in somebody like Smallwood or... I don't know about Adams. Yeah. Adams, you could just claim. He's kind of like a, a guy... Yeah. But, you know, Smallwood can do a little of everything. He's not great at anything. You just want a veteran who can just not make mistakes, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty active on the trade market the next The Texans? Week. Yeah, the Texans. Uh, and then Clowney, look, does it make sense? Sure. It does. For I the, mean, For the Eagles, you're saying? For the Eagles, yeah. Look, you just gave Brandon Graham top 10 defensive end money, and you've drafted a, uh, a guy in the first round within the last three years who you're hoping kind of... You know, does his thing. You've got a lot of potential in Deshaun Hall, Josh Sweat, and Sharif Miller, and then you've got a sturdy veteran in Vinnie Curry. You can always build on top of that. Jadavian Clowney is the best run-stopping defensive end in the league, in my opinion, especially for a four-three defense. Uh, he fits the wide nine well. He'll get he'll he's a little bit overrated as a pass rusher, but he will get you pressures and sacks and stuff like that. And I think he'd be a great complement to Brandon Graham. The problem is you're trading for a one-year contract with no guarantee that he's going to stick around. The Texans don't have a ton of leverage because of that fact. Uh, The deadline has passed for you to extend franchise tag players. What are you trading there? You don't want to trade a first for him because if you lose him, you've given up five years of big play potential for one year. Um, you don't want to trade a second round pick because those can be valuable moving up and down the board, especially if there's a first round pick guy that you want to move up for. Third round seems to be the sweet spot, but... But would the Texans do Yeah, why would the Texans trade a third round pick? So, um, there's a lot up in the air. I've seen Nelson Aguilar being suggested as a guy. Yeah, that makes sense because you're trading a one-year deal for a one-year deal, but you're still going to have to give up more, I think, for the Texans. Yeah, that's the big... So, this would be like the ultimate... If Howie were to do something like this where he trades a third, Aguilar, Vitae, whatever, um, it's the ultimate, like, we're, we want to win a Super Bowl this year, we're going to worry about the future later because their cap their cap situation is already going to be tough the next few years. And if they get someone like Clowney, you'd think they're doing it with the idea of trying to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to – so the contracts that were handed out this year were Frank Clark, he got like five years, $100 million. D4. Uh, D. Ford got five years, 85 I believe. DeMarcus Lawrence got five years, a hundred. And there was one more defensive end that got a really big deal. But that's this year's contract. So that means next year they're going to be even bigger. And he wants to be the highest paid guy. Yeah. So are you going to pay Clowney almost as much as you're paying Carson Wentz? They're already, they already might have to get rid of guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Malcolm Jenkins next year. Mm-hmm. You're going to be paying your top seven players almost all of your salary cap and just hoping you can fill out the rest. Like th- This is going to be a problem if they don't bring in Jadavian Clowney. And then if they do... I mean, I guess they, in theory, would get a third-round pick easily as a compensatory pick if they let him go, but I don't know. It, I don't know if it's worth the risk. Their, their defense is good enough without him. Obviously, he he's a game-changer, and they'd be the Super Bowl favorites as opposed to just a contender, but I, I just don't see that happening. I don't either. I, I don't think that 
I don't think it's necessary. Now, if they do trade for Clowney, jury's out on, on Derek Barnett. Like, yeah. that's a very... Or I wonder if he'd even, like, be a part of the trade or something. Yeah, that's a very big slight. And so I think that that'd be very interesting. I really like Derek Barnett. I'm very high on him. But, you know, trading potential for for Proven is is a, an interesting business. Um, and I, you know, like you said, you have to re-sign him. You already have Fletcher Cox making almost quarterback money, and Fletcher Cox is more significant, in my opinion. I, look, edge pressure has always been considered very, very important to me. The interior the, guy, yeah, oh yeah. With with the way guys are, are th- how much guys are throwing, breaking down that pocket is the most important thing, in my opinion. That interior pass rush makes you an exceptional asset to a defense. Yeah, I mean, Fletcher Cox, for all we know, has been part of the reason why Brandon Graham's had a career resurgence, you know, because mm-hmm. he's, he's made yeah, life a lot easier. Brandon Graham is good, but he's made life a lot easier for him just for being sure. there in the middle. Um, so speaking of the trade stuff, I think we both are of the mind that Howie's probably going to make some sort of player-for-player trade, mm-hmm. if not multiple. Um, he's already made two this offseason, the... Ryan Bates for Eli Harold, and re- more recently, what was the Rudy. Bruce, Ac- Bruce Rudy. Actor for Rudy Ford? I finally remember his name. Um, so I wrote a story earlier this week, like listing off who I think are the logical candidates of guys who might get traded. I'll, I'll run through some of them. You just give me if you think it makes sense or not. Wait, let me she plug mine too. So today yeah, I did. wrote one going guys through. Guys they might target, yeah. Yeah, guys they might target through all their preseason match or through their first three preseason matchups, the Ravens, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Yes, it was good stuff. You should read that. NJ.com. Yes, definitely <laughs> read it. NJ.com, a great website. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, we already talked about Nate Sudfeld. We don't need to really elaborate on him, but Vitae, I, I'm, I'm of the mind that they won't trade him because he's looked really good, by the way. Um, yeah, especially because Brooks... He he was out there for warm-ups today. I'm not sure if he's going to play week one, but keep Vitae. Yeah, I would keep Vitae whether Brooks is ready or not. Matt Pryor. What are you offering me? It would be a player-for-player thing. So I proposed in my great article, uh, Matt Pryor. <laughs> self-proclaimed to, great article. Yeah, Matt Pryor. Yeah, I'll give you a little preview, <laughs> a little taste. Matt Pryor for Michael Pruitt from the Titans. He's a really good blocking tight end. He's got some athletic ability. He scored a touchdown against the Eagles in their preseason matchup in week one. Um, I would do something like that. They have some right guard and right tackle issues, and I think Matt Pryor would fit for them. Uh, I also think they should keep four tight ends because if you're playing a lot of 12 and 13 personnel, it makes sense to to kind of add that fourth guy as an insurance policy. Nate Gary. I just don't think they're in a position to trade yeah. anybody at linebacker. I'm, I'm I just, do it. I just yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. a thing. He, I feel like he wouldn't make the team if they were in a better place at linebacker. See that's what's so weird, right? So that's, he hasn't look he doesn't look good when he plays, but they like hype up his IQ. Yeah, so they much. really like him, and I, I it's kind of like the player's coach or or, or a player's son or coach's son. <laughs> a player's son. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm not feeling very well. But like the coach's son, like adage, like oh man, he's great. He's the coach's son, you know. He, he gets, but um, so like Chance Warmack. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. He's kind of the defensive Chance Warmack. He hasn't looked. <laughs> that's a, that's a tough break for him. Yeah, tough break. Bad beat. Well, I, um, I I said that he's like the defensive Wendell Smallwood, honestly. Yeah, because the guy coaches love, but doesn't really show much when he plays. Well, the thing is, is they cut Paul Worlo, who could play all three positions and could call plays. L.J. Ford's new to calling plays. 
Yeah, they, oh, don't, they don't really have a guy to call plays at the point. Right. Yet. So, I mean, Nigel Bradham will Bradham. be that guy. Yeah, he'll be back week one, yeah. I think. I think they like Nate as a three-linebacker sort of guy. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Zach Brown or him get the nickel snaps Start you know, while Kamu Bruchet hills out. Kamu is so valuable to this defense. It's uh, it's a shame that he went down. Yeah. He, he looked pretty good walking around the locker room, but he still is going to be out of the Oh, walk. yeah, was he striding properly? Or he was, like, what yeah, he, like, he's okay. good strides. Uh, like, he said he's feeling good, too. And he gave me a fist bump, so that's Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, the, I was trying to think of something funny to say. I couldn't think. I'm tired. Matt Collins. <laughs> I don't think you could get anything for him. He'd be a player-for-player player type thing. Maybe Joe Douglas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they do need a receiver. They they need receiver help, but Max not really is he the help? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I feel like the Eagles are going to try and just give him time to to get back to himself. Something to keep in mind: I have heard that the Jets are very interested in adding a corner, so that's something to kind of pay attention to. Especially, I don't have any of the corners listed here, but it's mainly because of the injuries. I Mm -hmm. didn't feel like they would, but who knows? Um, Clayton Thorson. I feel like they're more likely to try and get him through waivers than trade him. Yeah, he made it to the fifth round. Yeah. I don't think anybody's clamoring yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, Wisniewski, another guy who didn't have any interest as a free agent. So he'd, he'd be like a low-level Eli Harold type guy for yeah, a I team mean, to I, acquire, I, I guess. I could see him go to the, like the Ravens Yeah, for like one of their undrafted tight ends. The guy you mentioned when I asked you for names, I think, at the postgame pod, DeAndre Hall, especially now that they got Ford. Yeah, I think, I think Joe Douglas would be interested in him. I mean, you could trade him for... I don't know. They just really don't have a lot of talent at areas of need for the Eagles. But you could, yeah, you could probably get something done. Yeah. I said Trayvon Hester is an interesting one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think they like Ridgeway quite a bit. Yep. He's looked pretty good when he's played. And so you're pretty much deciding between Hester and Deshaun Hall. Because you're not going to keep 11 defensive linemen, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, it'll, and I don't... Because of the way Brandon Graham can go inside, like I feel like you're more likely to keep an extra defensive end than defensive tackle, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, you and I both are pretty high on Hester, but I just it, it's getting tougher to find a path for the roster for him. I wonder if Dave Phipp just like pounds the table for him yeah. just as a field goal blocker. But yeah, I mean, he'd be interesting. It'd be funny to see if the Chicago Bears traded for him. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that can play for a team right now. That's why I find yeah, him sure. really interesting. And then the other the other two were Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams. I, I think the Jets are going to claim Josh Adams. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that if that's the case. So Smallwood would be a more likely trade contender. Yeah, I, I think Smallwood would <clears throat> be an option for the Jaguars. I think he could be hmm. an option. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because he's an upgrade over Alfred Blue. I think he could be an option for Houston. I think the I, Panthers need a better backup running back. Yeah, I think the Panthers would fit into that too. I think... I think there's definitely some options. I'm interested. I'm watching LaShawn McCoy and wondering what. I mean, they have like five running backs over there. Yeah, yeah I'm wondering what's going on over there because I can totally see him getting traded to Carolina and being like. The or have his re- Eagles reunion. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Hey, Jason Peters at wanted it. He said. Oh, did he? Oh, all right. Yeah, when well, he was if t- Jason t- Peters said it, he should go to Lori and just ask. I mean, he has that kind of power. Right? They are best pals. <laughs> all right. So before we go, we'll we'll look a little bit ahead to Thursday's game. Um, cause we're, cause we, it's a little crazy week this week, so we're not sure if we're going to get another podcast in beforehand. Um, but so who are, who are like two or three guys that you're interested in seeing? Cause this is going to be all backups, all guys fighting for roster spots. Well, you just brought him up, Josh Adams. I mean, Adams is a guy who seem, is seemingly the fifth guy on the depth chart. They clearly tried to showcase him against the Ravens in the third quarter. 
if they can get some trade value for him, like that could be kind of a big deal. He was an undrafted free agent that, you know, led them in rushing yards last year, but he clearly has some issues with his game as far as being a receiver and short yardage. He's looked good in those situations, except for the drop against the Ravens the other day. Um, and so maybe he's the guy, he's a guy that they look to trade. I, I'm interested to see how uh, Jordan Milata plays because I think he's on the cusp of maybe being active on game days. That could be kind of interesting. He's played pretty much every snap in the preseason. Right. I mean, they've really thrown him out yeah, there. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. Um, Alex Ellis is a guy who's kind of caught my attention yeah. just because he's really improved as a receiver since I covered him in Jacksonville. And Perkins hasn't played very well. Right, yeah. So he could be a dark horse. I think defensively, I've been banging the drum for this guy all offseason, Alex Singleton. Yeah. I, I just think he's a good player. And, you know, good players typically are easy to point out in that fourth preseason game because 90% of them are not good players. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you're not standing out in that game, then you're probably not going to be yeah. in the league. Is the kind of yeah, that's a, that's a fair. One I'm really interested in is Clayton Thorson because he didn't really get a chance to do anything mm-hmm. in the last game because of that weather that we were happy about, but I'm sure he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, he threw one pass, and then he had a couple handoffs, and then they called it. Because he, he looked a lot better the, the week before. He was looking pretty good in practice. And I think it's going to be very – they have a very interesting decision coming with him because I don't, I don't think they want it. They want to cut him, but they you also can't keep four quarterbacks like that. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how they're going to handle that exactly. Because when they drafted him in the fifth round, they clearly had their eye on him as a developmental guy, for and sure. he has like the package for it. So if he has a really good game on Thursday, I wonder if that speeds up the idea of either Nate Sudfeld going on IR or Nate Sudfeld getting traded. Um, I'm trying to think. Will they? Will they play? Will J, someone like JJRC a Whiteside? Will they even play him? I doubt it. Yeah, because he's actually important to them. I think you'll see like a lot of guys on the sidelines in full uniforms that won't actually play. So I will say Nate Herbig's an interesting one because yeah. um, he, he has an outside chance at making the team. He's like at the he's at the fighting for like the very last spot probably. Mm-hmm. Um, if they decide to cut Wiz, same all is probably their backup center technically, but Herbig has shown he can play a little bit. I guess right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Herbig's a guy that they have actively tried to put in a position to succeed. Especially on their unofficial depth chart. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I think Herbig's a guy that makes a lot of sense for this organization. Especially with how they want to develop the guys on the offensive line. He is a unique body type for this team, yeah. though. So that's interesting. It'll be a big game for TJ Edwards also. He's, he's played pretty well. Um, and if they were to cut Nate Gary, it would be so they can keep a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, well, actually, before we go, I always tell you guys to leave comments, and I never read them, so I'll read some from the last one because there's some funny ones. Um, this is from YouTube. Uh, Lyndon Brown said, You guys slept on Josh McCown under center with the Eagles' talent. I say at least 10-6, and 12-4 and four with Wentz. Yeah, because you, you had said they would go like 4-12 and 12 or something. No, I said they would go 6-10. and 6-10. and 10. Do you still believe that? After seeing the other game, 8-8. Eight 8-8. Eight. Eight eight. If you played all 16, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a... CTG Studios 421. So I, I make fun of people who actually decided to go to the game. You remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so do they. This person said, I was there. My friends and I loved sitting there in the rain since it was our first time in the link during the Eagles game. We were just hyped to be out there, but we left out after it started lightning. But we ran that shirtless and did the Eagles chant. I respect that. See, yeah. those are the kind of fans that that's, I That's quality and quantity. <laughs> I did... I think somebody else pointed out they saw some fans like running back into the stadium after they called it. It's a bold strategy. Um, let's see. So and then Jordan Gornick said, "Love you guys." Oh, oh thanks, Jordan. Nice. 
That's really nice of you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Is that your dad? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, we'll end on that note. Please send us some more comments. Tweet at us. Uh, write a review. We'll read the review on, on the next episode. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll probably hear from you guys again on Thursday night. And Mike and I will give some 53-man roster predictions, I'm thinking. Yeah, unless unless the, the, the plan changes and there's yeah. lightning at this game, too. And I mean, the, they still need to pick their 53-man roster after they that. They do, <laughs> but we might not be in a mood. I don't know. <laughs> that's we'll true. Or we might be in a mood. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. All right, thanks for listening, guys.